access right so we're gonna start by going back to uh daniel chapter 4 please let's turn there and i was sharing some things just before prayer um and um I read from um, verse verse four. All right. Please observe the the context. Are we together? Hey, family, we together. Okay, good stuff. Please observe the context of the the communication here and what it's intended to achieve what i want to do is i want to i started earlier but i want to i want to vision cast all right and in vision casting what you're doing is you are you're painting the picture of a future um of almost like an end all right you're not you're not exactly in that end you're not exactly operating in it but you are you're painting that piece so what i want to do is for everything we're going to look at i have to kind of first take you forward to show you this is what it looks like when you get there but then we're going to go all the way back to this is where it begins and this is how you arrive there does that make sense okay and what i'm saying is I want to pick, paint a picture of how far this sonship fathering relationship can go, right? In its, in its most mature expression, this is what it looks like. So as we paint, this is what it looks like. Don't be intimidated by not being there yet. Does that make sense? But that is, that is it's kind of like, okay, put it this way. It's kind of like you, you want to go somewhere for an occasion basically you put the postcode in right there's a defined destination does that make sense early 3 1 a.m <laughs> right okay so you put that postcode in it comes up and because you have this picture of hey this is the destination then you now start driving to the destination do you understand what i'm saying to you are we together yeah. talking about abba is this is this is this term of endearment Really, the thing about Abba is operating with the spirit of sonship. Someone say operating, operating. with the spirit, with the spirit. Of, sonship. of sonship. Yeah, that, that is what the revelation of the fatherhood of God does. It activates in you, okay, the ability to operate with the spirit of sonship. So let's go to Daniel chapter 4. So I'm, I'm dealing with the most mature expressions now. So then we'll now, we'll now strip back. Okay. So I and Nebuchadnezzar was at ease in my house and prospering in my palace. I saw a dream that made me afraid as I lay in the bed. The fancies and the visions of my head alarmed me. So I made a decree that all the wise men of Babylon should be brought before me that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians 
the enchanters, the childlings, and the astrologers came in and I told them the dream, but they could not make known to me the interpretation. Alas, Daniel came, be came in before me. Um, he, he who was named Belteshazzar, after the name of my God in womb, is the spirit of the holy gods. And I told him the dream, saying, Oh, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you and that no mystery is too difficult for you, Tell me the visions of my dream that I saw and their interpretation. The visions, verse 10, the visions of my head as I lay in the bed were these. I saw and, and behold a tree, and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong, and its top reached the heaven, and it was visible to the to the end of the whole earth. It leaves its leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant. And in it, it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it, and the birds of the heavens lived in its branches, and all the flesh was fed from it. I saw in the visions of my head as I lay, and behold, a watcher, a holy one, came from heaven. He proclaimed aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and loop off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter it. Let the beasts flee from under, under it and the birds from its branches. But leave the stump of the roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze, and make the tender grass. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let his portion be with the beast in the grass of the earth. Let his mind be changed from a man's, and let the, let the beast's mind be given to him. And let seven periods of time pass over him. The sentence is by the decree. Remember we looked at that earlier, right? Are we together? Okay. The sentence is by the decree of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones, to the end that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will, and he sets over it to the lowliest of men. This is the dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, saw, and you, O Belteshazzar, tell me the interpretation. All the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make make known to me the interpretation but you are able for the spirit of the holy gods is in you somebody say amen yeah please i'm pretty humbly appreciate yeah yeah oh we got one thank you Tanika. thank you sir thank you yeah all right so the the context here is um excuse me the context here is daniel lives in a hidden land, all right? He lives in a culture that is contrary to the culture of God, right? Just as we live, live in, okay? So Daniel finds, he finds himself in this space where not only is there, is there, is the density, the, the anti-Christ density strong on the side of laws and principles it's actually strong on the side of expression so here you have magicians as advisors <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so you have magicians astrologers as advisors they actually practice openly and they are they're not in some shrine they are actually in the parliament so scripture one of the things I love about the Old Testament is the vivid supernatural worldview. What I mean by that is that 
You see, for example, in Pharaoh's court, all right, they were magicians. Moses came with his stuff, threw out his rod, kept his stakes. The guy said, ah, is this, is that, that's, <laughs> guys, come over. <laughs> it's like, he turned that into, like, this guy's casual, part of his, uh, part of his advices. So, you see this very vivid. So, Daniel lives in this, and I, I feel like a, a Daniel is such a, a prophetic book for the end time church. Because it shows you that in a perverse generation, in a corrupt system, you can live on top. That, that, is, the, that is the mystery of Daniel that you can, that it also shows you that it doesn't matter what the majority is, you can, you can outdo the majority as long as you know your God. So here's the point now. Um, Daniel at every point, every administration... Because we're talking about sonship, and I'm showing you in its most, but because by the time I, I track back, we're going to track back to things like identity, because everybody wants to start from being in the courts and giving advice and interpreting dreams and all of that stuff. That's not where he, it begins. But I have to paint that picture enough for you to want it. Does that make sense? Okay. So... At every point, every administration literally recognizes Daniel. <laughs> yeah, literally, that he's so present in that culture, you couldn't, you couldn't not do with him. Like, you had to follow. You had to just, just refer to him. But then, so this King Nebuchadnezzar, he has a, a dream. And Nebuchadnezzar has this, has this dream about summary, you know, this, you know, tree being cut down. And he's looking for, he's looking for, are you guys okay? He's looking for interpretation to his dream. So he gets all of his magicians together and all that. And they're not able to interpret. So Daniel comes, and if you read further, Daniel is able to interpret the dream. The simplicity of the dream was that Nebuchadnezzar was being bought low. And if you read it for a season... He descended and he ate grass. Yeah. Because he was proud. So God gave him up to a reprobate mind. Right? But the the thing that I want to lean on, the thing that surprises me here is that communication, right? It was determined from heaven what would happen. And, and please, please get it because I don't want your spirituality to lack expression. What is being determined in the heavens is the political outcome of the day. Please. Okay. One of us on, on, this, on this Sunday service now so I can, you know, I can do whatever I want basically. <laughs> right. Can you imagine the, the word is showing you, right, it's showing you. It's like, um, you know, when, when, when movies are acted, right, we only get to see the actual film, right? We don't see the, the behind the scenes of production. The most powerful person in that place is not the actor, it's the director. You don't see the director. So the unseen realm, I, I, I need to do a series on the unseen realm, <laughs> right? The unseen realm is actually the seen realm. 
It's, it's what's bothering your life. It's the things you're not seeing. <laughs> it's what's dealing with, seriously. It's the, it's the inability to understand the unseen realm and what actually happens. A, um, a, a minister who I, I regard as a mentor said something. And I, you know what? I believe him because he's got the prophetic pedigree in his life so far that I, I can see. He said around 93, 94. Some of you were not born then. Who was born? No, not born. Okay. Who wasn't born? Uh, okay. I'm not old, by the way. I'm just seasoned. <laughs> Was seasoned. Ah, glory. Was seasoned. <laughs> he said, I was in a meeting. He said this. He said, Can we, please, can we, are we hungry? No, okay. You know, are we hungry for the word? <laughs> I like, I like, she's been honest. All right, I'm asking, are we hungry? Fucking <laughs> funny. What what a retreat, so we gotta be even more hungry. He said that God took him to heaven. Now he didn't die. He was just yeah, like a visitation. He said he said God took him to heaven. And he went into a, a, a meeting with like cherubs. It was like a council meeting. Unseen realm. It's not unseen realm. Like, do you want to, are you hungry for the unseen realm? So some of you guys are not sure because it's your fault. You went to watch Loki. That's your problem. That, <laughs> that's your problem. You went to watch Doctor Strange. You now think that. You think the unseen realm is like that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Once I saw Doctor Strange, he's very strange. Sorry? She said, naughty professor. No, this one, deadly professor. So, so he said, God took him. And, and he said in this, it was like a, meeting of cherubs right and in that meeting the reason why God took him was to discuss Nigeria <laughs> and I'm here thinking God what are we doing with our lives because God is having conversations about nations and generations with some of his children and we're still begging for bread and sweet and biscuit. And I, I, I'm saying that, I, what I mean, I'm talking about we're begging for like elementary things. Right? So he said God took him to that meeting. And God said to him, God said, these are two problems in Nigeria. These were two political leaders at the time. I won't mention their names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, he said, God said, these are two, these are two problems. 
And he said he saw cherubs go out of heaven and touch their heads. And he knew they would die. Now, in the, oh, in the natural realm, that information is hidden. These two men, guess what? They died within similar times. Should I stop or... Right? <laughs> so, so, when the first one died, I was in school. Terror. Ty tyrant. Ty uh, dictator. Pharaoh. A, a, a Pharaoh in which you live, it's like you lived under a closed heaven. Terror. So we were, we were rejoicing. I've never seen people. It was like Niger we won the World Cup. <laughs> it was like people, people were, and people were like, oh, let's not rejoice because what if they, that was how much people lived in fear. So when he passed, everybody was happy that finally. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like that was the birth of prayer warriors. Ah, we prayed. No, no, no. If you didn't know how to pray, you pray. Every church, every church faced that situation. Every church trying to navigate it. So, but then the other one was our favorite. But we didn't have everyone's perspective as well. The other one was the one we thought. It's good to see from heaven's perspective. We didn't think he was a problem. Our tribalism, for some of us, <laughs> would not have allowed us to see that he was a problem. But God saw it was a problem. And not too long after that, he also passed. So, oh, now, please, now, watch. So, the natural forensic was what killed him, what put some, some put poison in his apple. You know, all this, that's how they say some of them died. Some poisoning some. But what he did not realize was that in the heavens, it was determined by divine judgment. Because God judges. You have to know that. God judges. Hyper-grace people will finish a generation. God, God is judged. There are three main powers in the government. Legislative, executive, judiciary. All of them consist in God. Right? So God judges. And God foresaw that these guys would be problem. And from the courts of heaven, in, the, in a council meeting from above, uh, it was determined that this would be the outcome. It took place in the heavens and it played out on the earth. So that the day they died was just a movie. Release day. Release day. Please, I, I'm not trying to scare you with death or anything like that. I'm just trying to show you because you, you can't, now you can't say to me that, oh, what's he talking about? Because I've showed you Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> so you can't say, oh, no, no. Scripture shows us that God had a conversation. Look at Nebuchadnezzar. This guy is a, is a terror. He's not humble. Da, 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 da. There's a council meeting in heaven. Literally, God sends out a watcher. A watcher is another name for a heavenly being. Sends out a watcher, literally, and he delivers the judgment. 
The unseen realm is the realest realm. Right? The unseen, this, you see this realm, the, uh, you know what, what did I say? The unseen realm is the what? The parent what? The parent, yeah. The parent means that that is where things are born. That is what's governing this realm. Are we together? Yeah. So, the, the thing that strikes me, however, is the, is the way the unseen realm functions. When, when we're younger, the way I was raised, I thought all people did in heaven was just fly. That they just, they're just always floating. Yeah, just angels from the realms of glory. You know the song? Come, come and worship. Come and worship. Come, stop pretending which kind of Bethel are you. Come and worship. Okay. So I thought, <laughs> I thought that they were just on flight mode. Then, in time, because God, God, God progresses you in revelation. So it's not everything. He, te- he teaches you in sequence. So after a while of walking, I now started to understand the, the structure of the realm of the spirit. Right? I started to realize that the realm of the spirit has a legal structure. That it has a political structure. For example, can I shock you? <laughs> the church is a political party. Good evening. I haven't slept for a few days. The church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when. <laughs> right. Yeah. The church. The church is a political party. We were, okay. Our nickname is Christian. It's like, some people, you know, they'll shut in your name. TJ already shut, they'll be like, Tej. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, Tej, Tej. I'm like, you're, you don't want to speak English because you're lazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Someone's name, they'll, they'll just show D. They're like, D. All right, so our nickname is Christians. The Bible says it was in Antioch that they were first called Christians. The real name is Disciple. Our real identity is Ecclesia. I'll break down Ecclesia for you in a second. That's our real identity. We are the ones that have put ourselves in a genre that is so limiting. That is why the thing does not, it doesn't feel productive. Because, does that make sense? Eagles are meant to fly. If you put them on the, on the floor, they will struggle. Okay. The church has been created as an, it's almost like we're this, with this eagle that's meant to soar, but we've been limited. Good evening. If we're not careful, this is going to a night video. 
<laughs> not yet. No, you're not. Ah, oh, it's too late. By now, God has done what he wants to do. <laughs> right? Okay. So, I start to understand the realm of the spirit. I said the church is a political structure. What do I mean by that? The church is a political party advancing the manifesto of the kingdom of heaven. I'm not saying the church is like, what's it called now? Labor. Or it's a spiritual political party. That's designed to, you, that the church has an agenda. Going to church is not being the church. It's part of our fellowship, but it's not that agenda. Are we together? So I to, to understand, wow, the realm of the spirit, it has a structure. It has a political structure. I start to realize that angels are not just angels. Can I go a little bit higher up? I realize that angels are not all just angels. That in the, in the angelic order of things, I realize that there are angels that are princes. Uh-oh. Right? There are angels who are princes. Right? There are angels that are giving jurisdiction over nations. Giving jurisdiction over territories. For example, Michael the, Michael the, is, the, is the angelic prince assigned to Israel. This is, this is all in the Bible. You see it in the book of Daniel. Does that make any sense? I realize the Bible says that, that there are thrones. There are dominions. Right? But of, 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 particular, of particular note is what I've taught on is called the divine council. Please stay with me. The, what, what, I, what I'm laying as a found, you will un, by the time we now start tracking back, uh, you now understand the, the sequence of sonship. Because when someone says, I'm a child of God, you just think, I'm a good boy. <laughs> or I'm a good daughter of God, I'm a good girl. But we don't understand that this thing is about ranking in God. So, a particular note is this thing called the divine counsel. Okay, to help you understand it, let me, let me give you some scriptures. Um, I'm not trying to promote, but in chapter 6 of the book that's been released in a few weeks, I talk about this. <laughs> yeah. She said the angel will come and meet you. Wow. Okay. Jeremiah 23. Are we are we still are we present? Are we focused? Okay. Jeremiah 23, 16 to 18. Jeremiah 23, 16 to 18. 
says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own mind, uh -oh, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. Now look at this next line. For who amongst them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and hear his word or who has paid attention to his word and listen? My emphasis there, he says, who amongst them has stood in the counsel of the Lord? So these prophets, right, they're only supposed to prophesy by their access to God's counsel. So, already, when I prophesy, what happens is this. My spirit, some of you, you have, your, your minds are so like graphic, so you're probably trying to like paint a picture, but it's beyond the mind. My spirit picks up a conversation in the heavens. I don't need to levitate. I don't need to levitate to pick it up. My spirit by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit is the one doing the connection. Okay, this is what happens sometimes. Are we ready? When, when you are praying about something and you feel like you have the victory have you had that before where you feel like i i just know it's like you have a note of victory on the inside it's not just a feeling it is that your spirit has picked up a verdict from heaven you don't need to physically go there for that to happen. Okay, it's like, um, okay, how are you getting, um, when, when you turn on your TV, how, what, what's, the, what's the technology of how signals will come to your TV? Oh. Aerial, satellite. Does your TV go physically to the satellite? So, <laughs> that's winch. <laughs> that's winch. I'm joking. Right? Don't, don't take it. Right? Don't, your TV doesn't physically go there. Does that make sense? Right? The system has been wired that your TV can be where it is, but there are devices that cause you to pick up those waves and those signals. That is the same with your spirit. Your spirit has been constructed by God that at any point through your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you can lean in on heavenly conversations without leaving the earth. And so what you pick up, a, 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 a lady shared with me, she said that she was in a meeting I know her very well. She said she saw um like gigantic angel 
walk into the meeting and she just like went flat out under the power of God, like went flat out. Now, sometimes that will happen. You wouldn't see what has caused it. But it, you, sometimes God will, God will open your eyes to that, just so you know. So you see the behind the scenes. But sometimes you don't see, but that would just happen. Anyway, so constantly, here's my point. We are around divine realities, spiritual realities. But the lack of training, right, is what's causing us not to capitalize on them. And because in the realm of the spirit, Accidents don't promote you. They don't promote you. So if, if something was to happen here by accident, right? So for example, say, I don't know. Say we're here now and, you know, <coughs> let's say the power of God just falls on someone and the person begins to speak with tongues. They've not spoken tongues. That's beautiful, but it shouldn't stop there. What should happen is that as a result of that person's experience, everybody who's never spoken in tongues should speak in tongues. That is the full move. But you see, that occasion was not the manifestation. It was an, in law, we call it invitation to treat. Does that make sense? Right? So there are times God will invite you to things. But here, here's the point. Are we, are we following so far? I'm trying to put a lot together so I, you know, all right. But here's the point now. The point here is, in the realm of the spirit, these things happen. It's a lot more structured. A lot more of a political arrangement. Right? And it excites me that here, the word of God says in the book of um, First Kings chapter 22, that these prophets, right, they're supposed to be prophesying by the conversations they pick up in the counsel of God. So that means human beings, just like angelic beings, can participate in divine counsel conversations. Can I prove that to you? All right, look at um, Zechariah chapter 3, verse 7. Are we following? Yes. Yes. So, human beings, that's what happens when we pray. We just don't see the graphic picture. So, our prayer is a is a goal is a goal between because okay, you know what? Do you know what the Bible tells us happens in heaven when we pray? The Bible says in heaven there's something called the golden altar. Right In the Old Testament, there were two types of altars. The altar of burnt offerings, which was for purification of sin, and the golden altar, right, which is for intercession, the altar of incense. So the Bible says that in the book of Revelation, it says, when the saints pray, it says, the angel of the Lord takes the prayers of the saints. So the prayers of the saints are actually tangible, touchable in the heavenly realm. You know the way you're holding your um, your Samsung device. Mm, 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 mm. I'm joking, okay. You don't hold iPad, you know. It's just, it's, yeah. I, I, I. You know, Apple got us in this trouble. Genesis, oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right. So, that gadget of the tree of life. The fruit. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, we know what God, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, so, so the Bible says that the prayers of the saints, it talks about how it's tangible. It says the angel took, it took the prayers of the saints, mixed it with incense, right? Okay, and then sent it back to the earth. Yeah, I think that's Revelation 5. Right? Takes it. Goes before the altar, mixes it with incense, and then sends it back to the earth. So, prayer, um, at this point, I might as well introduce uh, the dynamics of prayer um, coming out in a few weeks. Because I explain all these things in there. I'm not trying to sell. I'm just trying to <laughs> communicate. Right? I explain all these things in the, in the workbook coming out. Prayer is spiritual interaction. Right? As you're praying... There are things that are happening. It's a, it's a go-between. Okay, can I, can I give you another example? I'm touching on things. Just Christian's question. Oh, you don't want, okay. Yeah. Um, let, me give you, let me give you an example here. Think of Daniel when he prayed. And the Bible says, and the, and the angel, a word was sent out. And the angel came, and the angel was traveling through the heavens. These are real things. If, he only, if the angel just appeared, then you say, oh, okay. Exactly. But he travels. That's why he, in the first place he has a hindrance. Because he's that means he's traveling in a specific direction. Okay. So that means heaven is not just fuel. No, it's like, it's you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It's actually, there's actual, there's routes from heaven to the earth. Because this angel is traveling. He's traveling the way a human being will travel if you're going to Turkey, amen? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hey, we will travel. <laughs> right? If you're going to Turkey, right, there is, there is um, airspace routes. There's a specific, you just don't go sky, sky, heavens are heavens, just get inside. A, no, there's a, there's, a, there's a route that you take. That is the same thing for the angel that was coming to the earth. There was, there, there was actual navigation. If you're going to um, Persia, this is the way you take real things. So he gets, it, it's like, um, you know, when, you're, when, when you talk about stuff like, um, you know, territories and, you know, something like airspace, you get into a particular airspace, it's territorial. That's what happened with Persia. The prince of Persia had legal rights over Persia because of the atrocities, the idolatry that gave him ra right over that place. So another, another entity of power is coming there. You've got to defeat him before you go in. You've got to bind that strong man. Come on, are we making sense? So I'm saying that these things, th that's what I'm saying, the unseen realm. Someone say the unseen realm. It's a reality. It's a complete reality. It's a complete reality. Uh, 
one time in my life, God opened my eyes. I saw a spirit sent out of hell. I was in that season because I didn't know, I didn't hear God correct. I was harassed. I mean, I saw, I, I, I fell into a vision. It's not that, you know, someone told, you know, so you read in a book. <laughs> no, 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 no. I saw. I saw it. And the outcomes of the spirit I saw and the battles I faced in my life in that season, obedience was the key. The key was just obeying God and that was over. Right? So I saw. So, I, I, I think God is trying to do something here tonight, right? Um, because the, the problem with the Christianity of the West is logic. <coughs> That's it. Yeah, this is it. Everything is just here. If it cannot be explained here, then doesn't happen that is where that is where satan has gotten I, I listen to me guys i want you to understand this there is value in counseling therapy all of these things okay and god anoints and uses people differently but there are some times jesus had to cast a spirit out to be able to set people free from some of the things that they were dealing with. Sorry? Yeah. 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 So the, the unseen realm, things will be happening, and because you've not mastered that realm, Right? You, things will just keep going on and on and on. And you're looking for explanation. You're looking for it. But the problem is that you haven't mastered how to deal with that realm. And you will be nice. Very nice. You smile. Your teeth is amazing. You've whitened it. You're lovely. You are kind. But what I realize is that, in fact, sometimes the kinder you are, is the, is, you are the target. Because wickedness is just wickedness. Yeah. You know, I keep telling you, uh, who have I offended? You, are the, you, are, you that you've not offended anybody, you are the exact person. You are the candidate. So in this realm, yeah. Uh, Innocence without discernment, one of my favorite things, is problematic. That you are innocent, but you're not discerning. Innocence is not enough. Yeah. It's what's affecting some of you. You're still carrying your innocent head around. <laughs> I love you. No, honestly. <laughs> you are still you're still carrying your innocent. Your justification in life is that I'm innocent. not good enough if you're innocent and you're not decent adam and eve were innocent they were born into the dispensation of innocence they didn't have discernment but they were innocent 
So one thing that will characterize the end time church is our mastery of the spiritual realm. Ability to master, are we together? The spirit. If you master the spiritual realm, you will be at an advantage. Okay, quickly, let me, let me go into this so that we can spend some time praying. And then tomorrow, do we have an agenda for this weekend? Oh, my gosh. Do we have an agenda for this re- weekend? Do we have a reason to gather? All right, because tomorrow we want to hit it straight. So here's the point. Look at Zechariah 3, 7. Thus says the Lord of hosts, if you walk in my ways and keep my charge, then you shall rule my house. And have charge of my courts. And I will give you the right of access among those who are standing here. God is speaking to Joshua. Joshua was this king and priest in those times in Israel. And Satan had, um, Satan had essentially accused Joshua. Put filthy garments on him condemned him and so God is ministering to Joshua in this scripture and encouraging him and um you know in this vision God gives him new garments like he's going to do some of us in this in this weekend amen I said like he's going to do with some of us in this weekend it gives him new garments gives him fresh perspective fresh experiences and then the Lord because he's this is a vision now and the Lord begins to say if Joshua would walk and keep his ways, Joshua will rule his house, and have charge of his court, and he will give him access, the right of access, amongst these heavenly beings, amongst those that are standing here. You see that? God is saying, hey, I want, I want Joshua to have access to what's going on in the heavenly courts. Right? In the, in the divine. Of course he wants you to have access because this is where everything is being determined. This is where the conversations, the destiny of nations, this is where it's being discussed. So, sonship, here's where I'm going. Say, someone say sonship. In its most mature expression, expression, right, is participating in divine government. That is, sonship in its most mature expression is like the watchers. You know what the watchers are? Watches, watches in, in Daniel chapter 4. The Bible says, the de- it says, this is by the decree, the, the, the decree is by the watchers and the word of the holy ones. Okay, can I, can I show you one more scripture? Did I, did I show you the one about the prophet? Have we been to that? Jeremiah 23? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's interesting, please, please go back to Jeremiah 23. Let me show you because there's a part there that would help you understand what I'm saying better. Are we learning? So everything we're going to do this weekend, every single thing is connected to this. 
No, it's not Jeremiah 23 I wanted to give you. I wanted to give you the scenario of Micah. Did I not write that down here? Please give me a second. First Kings 22, 19 to 23. 1 Kings 22, 19 to 23. So I want to reach it. So when you get them, please pray, right? Please pray, 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 pray. Ask God to speak to you. Okay, 1 Kings um, 22, 19 to 23. And Micaiah said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. Now, this is, this is vivid, okay? Everything I've been trying to show you about the unseen realm, this is a vivid picture of it. So what's happening here is that um, Ahab was rebellious, all right? He wanted to go to war. And he started to seek prophetic um, direction. And all the prophets were telling him that if he went to war, he would succeed. All right? But Micah, Micah said differently. So this is Micah's commentary. And Micah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing beside him on his right, right hand. So he saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of him standing behind him on the right hand and on, on his left. And the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said one thing and another said another. Now, watch what's happening here. It's not like everybody's just standing before God mute. Does that make It's not like everybody before God is a robot. God is actually having dialogue can I go as far as saying, not because he's not God, but because, you, you know, you, you get it more as a parent that your child, um, uh, the word is not glorify, pleases you when you see them do certain things. Okay? It's like, it's like honor. That's the honor they bring back to you. When you see them take initiative. You're not weak as a parent. Does, you feel like you've raised your child with the values. So this is what's happening with God here. It's not that God is not sovereign. Uh-uh. You see, there's people that read one part of the Bible and they don't wait and they start yearning. Some of you don't know yearning. Okay, talking. Right? They've caused danger to the body. They don't understand how God can be sovereign but yet inclusive. It's his choice. That's what makes him sovereign. Him giving you delegated authority doesn't mean he's not sovereign. If he chose to give you the authority, he's still sovereign. So here you're seeing that the Bible says what? That the hosts of heaven, they stood before God. And God is like, who's going to go and deceive Ahab? Because again, it's bringing judgment. And all these spirits are, they're conversing, these heavenly beings. Okay. They have, they're having conversations. It's, it's like um, uh, uh, Job. The Bible says that the sons of God came to present themselves. And Satan also came. He came to the meeting. That's another council meeting we're seeing. I'm showing you where the council meetings are happening in scriptures. Are we together? <laughs> Why did Satan come? He came because he came in Adam's authority. Because Adam gave him the keys when Adam sinned. Huh? Yeah. 
So he came. He came because when Adam sinned, Adam, Adam leased the earth to Satan. Yeah, 100%. Luke chapter 4. He, Satan goes to Jesus. He says, if you bow to me, he says, I will give you all the kingdoms of this world, for they've been delivered to me. Read it. He used the word. And Jesus didn't say, you are lying. No. Adam really delivered it to him. So, in Adam's capacity now, he shows up in Job chapter 1, because they're talking about the earth. It concerns him. <laughs> Come on. Is this making sense? So, Here's, here's this council meeting here. And God is having dialogue. And he says, and Then the spirit came forward and stood before him saying, I'll entice him. And, I, and the Lord said to him, By what means? He said, And I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. And he said, You are to entice him and you shall succeed. Go out and do so. <laughs> Please get this. These guys are actually like they they actually they actually talking deliberations. This is like a this is like some sort of parliament, a spiritual parliament <laughs> where conversations determine. I mean, it's the Bible, so you can't say, "Oh, I just brought." No, uh -uh. you can't do that. Literally, because I'm showing you line up on line. So, this is how the, the kingdom of God, this is how it functions. This is how things operate. Right? So, the desire of God is that the church... Is part of this operation. This is where we're created to operate from. Okay? Yeah. This is where we're created to operate. To, to be part of these conversations, these divine conversations about life, events, your family. Your uni. Your uni is discussed in the courts of heaven. Good evening. God, your uni uh, is discussed. Uh, let me tell you one way. It's definitely discussed. The accusations that go to heaven about your uni because of the atrocities that go on. The way Satan goes, goes in the courts of heaven. Okay, look at me strange. The accuser of the brethren. Huh? Your workplace has case files in heaven. For every injustice, right? Every matter under the heaven is for the consideration of God's heavenly counsel. I said every matter under the heaven. There is not one single matter that is hidden from the eyes of the Lord that is, not, that is not subject to the jurisdiction of God's oversight.
Yeah. So it's the parent realm thing. And that's where everything, is this flowing? That's where everything, so God's, God's desire now is for, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll, I will look at, I'll look a little bit about some of the, the political structures, okay, spiritually speaking, and um, how, to, how to navigate them. But the primary thing we want to be concerned about tonight is that access to this kind of heavenly conversation, the courts of God, is granted to the sons of God. That, that is sonship. You need that thing to say, I'm a child of God, <laughs> right? That is sonship at its mature expression. The ability to interact with the Father on governmental matters. That is sonship at a mature expression. That is, that is mature sonship where God has found in us the capacity to govern. Not because we run for conservative parties, not because we run for, no, but because we have understood the dimension of the kingdom. Am I making sense? That's sonship at the highest level. In fact, that potentially is what worship looks like at the highest level. <laughs> yeah. Right. The worship that he craves, the worship he desires, is the worship that can give expression to him like that. Worship without dominion is not complete. Worship without dominion is not worship. Dominion, having authority over the works that God has set us over. Like he said to Adam, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. Um, Genesis 1, 27, 28. Yeah, worship without dominion, ruling the things he's called us to rule as representing him is not complete. It's incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. What is worship? Worship is everything is under his feet, including me. So there is nothing, yeah, there's nothing in worshiping him that I don't bring under his feet. My health included. Okay? Yeah. My sleep included. My finance included. My relationships included. Obedience. Obedience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a start. May God increase. May God increase. Ah, oh, wow. Where we could go tonight. The sons of God, when we, when we get this thing, when we get it, right, we move at such an advantage. It's a, it's a measure. It's a measure. I told you about sonship. I said sonship is about identity. It's about nature. Right? It's about representation. And it's about hership. 
Those are the four things sonship is about. Identity, who we are. Nature, what we are made of. Representation, what we do. Hership, what we have. Yes. Identity, who we are. Nature, what we are made of. Right. Okay. Rep sir? Representation, what we do. All right. Um, and hership, what we have, inheritance. You see, this, this part I'm talking about is at the level of hership. This is when you, you have inherited God. Whew. Yeah. This is, and, and at this level, God's conversations with us are very different. Very different. Your prayers are very different. Right. You, you know God, not that you're familiar with God, but the secrets you know about God, the mysteries you know about God. I was studying the other time about Moses and Aaron. The children of Israel made a blunder. <laughs> they made a very serious blunder. A blunder that God started breaking out and wiping them out. Guess what? Do you know what Moses? Moses didn't talk to God. He talked to Aaron. He said, Aaron, hey, take the, what's it called now? The center. Is that what it's called? Take the center. Quickly go. That's, do you know that level of understanding? He knew exactly what would relent God. He didn't even talk to God. He just taught. Can you, oh, listen. A pastor that knows God can God can use to save your life. Please make no me. This is no season to be sitting around somewhere saying it's my parents' church. They they born me there. If they <laughs> yeah. listen, do you know what he did? He said, "Take the was it the incense?" He said quickly. He said, "Go," because Moses saw God was angry, but he knew the secret. And when they did it, God stopped. Come on. Did anybody get that from that? From, sorry. Did you get something from there? We're almost done. Because I want to I send you to bed hungry for God. Right. Woo! He knew. He knew what to do. There was no time to be fasting for seven days. People would have died. <laughs> There'll be no one to fast for. You see, everybody would have been swallowed up. There was no time. That was a time to show that he belonged in that dimension of divine secrets. Yeah. The Bible says the secrets of the Lord are with those that fear him. See this sonship thing. This is sonship at a, at a mature level. You're not living spiritually accidentally. You're not living accidentally. You don't have accidents. You don't have one random breakthrough here, one random miracle here, one sprinkle of Jesus. I really dislike that, as you know. One sprinkle of Jesus here. No. No. You know the ways of God. 
because you're in that conversation constantly. I told you, it's not that you need to levitate. It's, it's the functionality of your spirit by the Holy Spirit to pick up what, you know, sometimes when you pray and you have impressions, you, you just entered into the council meeting in heaven. That's what happened. You just, you, like that. But what you're waiting for is you want to be convinced because you levitate. Angel from the realms of glory. Does that make sense? No, that's the functionality of your spirit. You just picked up what God is saying by the Holy Ghost. And if we will grow in sonship more, we'll pick that up more. We'll know more. We would, and if we know more, we'll prepare our lives more. Does that make sense? We're more confident. That's sonship at a mature level. Then he will start discussing with you nations. He will start discussing with you cities. A lot of people say, oh, I'm a prophet to a nation. I'm like, bro, you're not even prophet to your village. Bed. You're just, bro, prophet to your street. Yeah, <laughs> fam, listen, because the whole the prophet to the nation thing, even now I'm over it. I'm really over it. I'm just over it. I'm not saying God's not raising prophets to the nations, but I think he's raising sons to the nations. Does that make sense? Every God, it's not just prophets. God wants to talk to every one of us about some portion of the earth that he's sending us to. He, everybody here, God wants to talk to. Your life is not meaningless. It is until you see what I'm saying to you. This is, but you know all of this begins with knowing the Father? Your life, listen to me. You, you see the life that you're living now? This version of you. Is not the highest version that God has for you. And that's hopeful. That's very hopeful. That I can grow, I can evolve, I can mature. Come on, someone talk back to me. Yeah, you're not useless. You're not useless. Wow. So I'll talk to you about the earth. Listen, if you don't get these things, okay, let, let, let's, so, okay. Let's trace it back quickly. So you get the highest di dimension of sonship. What is it? What's the highest dimension of sonship? Sorry? Yeah. Gov governmental conversations. Until a child is born, until a son is, until a son is given, the child is born, but the son is given. It's not the child that is given. The child is born, but the son is given because the son is mature. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. So that means the responsibility of government is on the shoulder of sons. Son shall I'm a son. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. Even you're a lady, you're a son. In Christ. You do what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm a son. I'm a so we're not always going to live this way. Does that make sense? The time is coming where heaven's conversation, don't sleep, don't sleep, don't sleep. The time is coming where heaven's conversations are going to become so crystal clear, so clear. Believe me right now, you feel you can't hear God. It's going to become so clear, deafening clear. Ab I mean, absolutely, you know, crisp. <laughs> Does that make sense? 
with such clarity, you are able to, in a moment, pick up that knot. This is what heaven is saying. Here we go. Okay? Yeah. Exactly. 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 Right. It's going to be absolutely clear. This is what the end time church is going to look like. The, you see, there are things we're praying for now. Not too long from now, we won't spend that long praying for them. Because we would have, we would have developed the rank, the level, okay, to be able to decipher. Do you look at all these magic. You know, what if Daniel was roaming around like the magicians, what makes him different? He prayed, don't get me wrong, but he didn't labor like the magicians. Does that make sense? He, no, no, no. He was different because this guy has access to God. Yeah, he, he knows God. You know God. You don't need to be, you know, running like the wheel of a tire. <laughs> he knows God. So there are things. But you know, you know what gets us there is this cultivation of sonship. So that's the mature extra. I'll speak a bit more about the mature extra. I'll, tomorrow I'll touch maybe a little bit on the divine counsel, Psalm 82, because I've done that before, okay? I'll break that down straight. But, so, but let's track back. So this is my future. So this is my future. Okay. But now, currently, right, I may be a son but have insecurities. This is what I want to work back to. I may be a son but have identity issues. I mean, this thing that, Apostle, you just described to me, I get it, but like where I am now, the reality is so far apart. So that's what we want to work from. Is how do we get from insecure, unsure, not being stable, um, imposter syndrome? Or imagine God is saying, I want to talk to you about the nations. That vision feels so high. <laughs> Does that make sense? I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you about the, not, not, not only that, not, not even just talking to you about nations it, it's it's like the same way he apportions territories and nations to angelic princes he wants to do so with people so what is it then that in some particular fields in life the lord wants to make you a prince of that field my god yeah does that make sense? There, there, we don't just have demonic principalities. We also have godly principalities. You see what I'm saying? People who are, they are spiritual gatekeepers in territories. That you cannot go. This is what, okay, can I prophesy a little bit? This is what God is doing with some of our prayer lives. You see that thing that you're calling, ah, uh, I'm not present. You know what God's trying to do? God's trying to, you, you're focused on bread and tea. I call it bread and tea. Because, because you're, but God's trying to develop a soldier. He, God, God, hey, 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 God's trying to develop a ranking officer. Does that make sense? And this ranking officer, you must have endurance. No man that was entangles himself with the affairs of this world. 
So you must develop it. And you don't realize that all that pressure, the more you break through is the more you're gaining rank and stature in the spirit. You don't realize that that is what is qualifying you. Archbishop Benson Idahosa of blessed memory. He lived in a, in, a, in a place called Benin in Nigeria. He said he saw in the book of Revelation, he saw a scripture that said the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Archbishop Benson said, wow, that is the power of substitution, that if it has become, if it became whatever, it can become again. So he said he, Benin was known for witchcraft. Heavy witchcraft. So he said he went around his city declaring the kingdoms of this world and of Benin have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. He said on the seventh day, not that he went to anybody to write to them. The witches in his community gathered and wrote him a message saying, we will kill you. Can you imagine, don't worry about the killing, don't drop the killing, it's the killing, uh, 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 killing, uh, worst case, if you kill him, you'll go to heaven and go, or resurrect or something like that. Yeah, he said, get, no, but this is what I'm trying to say there. Huh? The guy is just declaring scripture, but he's causing a cosmic shift. How do I not go to, I'm not bothering you, I'm just declaring scripture, and what I'm declaring is affecting affecting and shaking principalities that I'm not talking to naturally. And he said, on the seventh day, he said, Benin is free. From that city came one of the most powerful world revolution, uh, revolutionizing movement ever. From that city, the power and the back of witchcraft was broken, not just even in Benin, but in Africa. Because God was able to mobilize someone that said, uh-uh, this portion of the earth is the Lord. And God gave it to him. You know, in the Old Testament, God gave the children of Israel land. He's doing that again. Not in terms of just physical property, but he's giving us territories, domains, spaces to occupy. Come on. Is anybody stirred? Yeah. Is anybody stirred? Yeah. He's doing that again. But like Israel, he first calls them out of Egypt. I'm almost done. Wow, if I had a time. <laughs> like Israel, he almost calls, he almost calls, calls, calls them out of Egypt. Maybe weak, insecure. But he saw all of that before he called you. He saw that and still said, yeah, he uses the weak things to confound the wise. If you were strong without depending on you, you'd be arrogant. Does that make sense? In Mark chapter 5, Jesus went into, it took a quick trip to a place called Gadara. There was a particular guy there in Gadara. He was so bound by demons. His name was Legion. The name of the spirit was Legion. 3,000 to 6,000 spirits. That's what Legion means. One man. 3,000 to 6,000 spirits. He 
literally sat by a tomb cutting himself. He was an outcast. He was cut off, put by the tomb. Jesus took a treat for that one man. For that one man. Why? That man, uh, the, the level of demons that held him down showed you his spiritual potential. He was so powerful, they had to come and camp inside him. That guy's potential, his spiritual cap capacity and capital was apostolic. Let me say that again. His spiritual capacity and capital was apostolic. The power that he carried was apostolic. He was an apostle. So, I don't know how, but the devil saw that. And said, before he even gets a chance, let's hold him down. So he's born with struggles. He does not look like what he really is in the spirit. If you looked at him, you know, this is, the, this is one of the scriptures that makes me not give up on people. He, 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 he acted, I mean, they put chains on him, he broke it. What a man. They stopped, they, they stopped chaining him. But you know what this guy was? This guy was the God-ordained spiritual gatekeeper of that place. Demons sought him, Jesus sought him. <laughs> Come on, is anybody, is anybody hearing tonight? Demons sought him. In the realm of the spirit, his potential was recognizable. But the way that his life looked naturally, he was a write-off. So Jesus came, walked into that territory as a prince over territories. And he goes to this guy. Jesus delivers this guy. The demons that are in him negotiate with Jesus. This is what we now find out their intentions. And they said to Jesus, please, the, the demons are smarter than some Christians. They say, listen, listen to demons. This demons' prayer is sometimes intelligent than the prayer of Christians, unfortunately. The demons begged Jesus. Jesus. They didn't say, Jesus, um, you know, Jesus, give us this. They said, Jesus, don't send us out of the region. Demons are asking Jesus. Christians are asking God for bread and tea. Demons are asking Jesus for territorial control. Because they understand just didn't listen to them. He sent them into the signs anyway. That's a different message, right? But what, what happened? The demons were not just interested in the man. They were interested in the gatekeeper that the man was because they wanted to, they wanted to come into the city through that man's capacity. If that man had capacity to host devils like that, that's high capacity, 6,000 of them, 3,000, 6,000 of them. Imagine what capacity he had for God. I'm saying this because no matter what your struggle is tonight, remember the picture I painted for you. Your destiny is to legislate in the divine council. <laughs> that's your destiny. But your current experience may be contrary to that. Don't be discouraged. 
no matter how bad he is. That guy, Jesus delivers him. And the Bible says that after Jesus delivered, and you know what happened there? Genesis, remember Genesis 49? I've thought on this before. You know what happened there? The guy, can I, can I conclude on this? Okay. Genesis 49, what's happening? What happened in that Mark 5 story started in Genesis 49? In Genesis 49, Jacob was prophesying over all of his sons. And he had a son called Gad. This God was the founding father of this tribe gathering that Jesus went to, to deliver the, the, the man with 3,000, 6,000 spirits. So Jacob is prophesying to God his son now. And he said, God will be overcome by a troop, but he shall overcome at last. He said, Raiders shall raid God, but he shall not be overcome. He shall overcome at last. So Jacob encoded some prophetic DNA into this man, God, that said, you can never, you can never be, you can never be overcome. But he prophesied that God will be overcome by your truth. That's what's happening in Mark 5. That guy that had 3,000, 60,000 spirits was symbolic of God that was overcome by your truth. That was Jacob's prophecy. And he shall not be over. So Jesus went into God to fulfill Jacob's prophecy of many years ago. Right? He did not, he did not look like. So by the time Jesus sets this guy, guess what? Jesus leaves that city. Jesus went only for Jesus went for the region. But Jesus knew if I get this guy, like Jesus is saying, if he gets you, he will get your lineage. Oh. <laughs> Does that make sense? If he yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the issue the issue of demonology um, is a is a huge issue in the sense that um, theological perspective suggests that not all um, devilish entities came from the angels that fell with um, with Lucifer. Some suggest that it goes back to the pre-Adamic race. Yeah, some suggest that it, go, it, go, it goes back to. So this is a whole different era of theology now. We we need. To <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So th that that's it. That's a huge. You guys are not ready for night vigil where we enter. So so some suggest that. It, it goes back to the to the pre the pre Adamic race, mm -hmm. basically because if you study the word, there's some evidence. Although God doesn't make this crucial for salvation, mm -hmm. all right. So it's not that if you don't believe in this, you won't go to heaven. But there's some evidence to suggest that there was a world before Genesis. Yeah, there's some evidence to suggest that. How will we conclude this at this retreat now? Yeah, so so Genesis one, Genesis one, the suggestions, a doctrine that I personally hold, that Genesis one is the recreation of the earth, not the first creation. So you see words like, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. 
To replenish means to refill. It, it didn't say, be fruitful, multiply, plenish the earth. He said, replenish the earth. <laughs> so, then, 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 then I can, you know, we can begin to break down. Um, um, it's just I don't, I don't know where we've recorded these messages, because I think we've taught on them at different times. Then we can begin to break down. You can begin to break down Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. So, for example, he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All right. The word there, create, is the Hebrew word bara. Bara. Okay. Which means to create perfectly, to furnish. All right. So, in the beginning, God, bara, the heavens and the earth. But then, verse 2 now says, the earth was without form and void. Bara means, bara doesn't mean to half create. It means to create and to furnish fully. But now, verse 2 now says, the earth was without form and void. Those words, without form and void, is a Hebrew word, a sentence, tohu vabohu. Right? And tohu vabohu means the earth became a desolation. It means desolation. It means destruction. It means wasteland. So it doesn't make sense to say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was a wasteland. Okay, wasteland was an occurrence that happened. So in fact, when you look at that word, and the earth was without form and void, I think the word was there is a Hebrew word, haya, which means to become. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I, I, stu I studied this over and over, because the traditional, so please don't look at me strange, or. The traditional view that I grew up with was the standard view. When I started to study the originality of the language, then you look at books like Jeremiah chapter 4, for example, seems to give us a flashback to Genesis, basically. All right. Um, then, you, then, then you start studying, for example, in scriptures that have to do with Lucifer. You will see things like you were in Eden. Describing Lucifer, it says you were in, literally. It says, you were, you were in Eden. Yeah. Yeah. So, there, there, that's why there's like a whole, a whole world view. Now, this, the, the key thing about these things, now, when, how do we approach these matters? It doesn't mean that if you don't think this, you're not going to heaven, da, 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 da. But the most important thing is that sometimes people are too loyal to their traditional views. Some of the things you have as views, they're not investigated. So, for example, some of you... The way where you stand on pre-tribulation and post-tribulation is not, it's not, you know what I mean by pre-tribulation, post-tribulation. Where, okay, would you rapture before the Antichrist or would you, would you be here when the Antichrist comes? What's your, what's your lot? <laughs> those of you that will be here when the Antichrist comes, put your hands up. Put your hands up. Uh, those of us who will be, who won't see the Antichrist, who will rapture before, basically, Lade said she wants to be told. I don't know what you're gonna do, but <laughs> I, uh, uh, me, I'm okay. This just no, no problem. We'll see where, as long as we all get to heaven. But what I'm trying to say is that the point here is that sometimes we're too loyal to the traditional stories we're told, not that we investigated it. So I have to go and investigate mine, and I started seeing, selling just some subtle things. Okay, so for example, the word earth means dry land. 
But then in Genesis, we see that there is water everywhere. So where did water come from? Because earth means dry land. So there's so many questions. Then the word, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. That's a military term. What are you subduing? You know, because you, you just subdue plants. You just plant, you... Does that make sense? You, you know, you, to subdue means to bring under control. Then what is the history of the adversary coming in to have conversations with Adam and Eve? That, that thing didn't just start then. Why does he tell them not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good? You brought into something now. You, you caused this in a good way, in a good way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. God bless you, Voki. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. She has work tomorrow, so let's release her. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I hope that answers some. Okay. If it, Yeah. If I have time tomorrow, I will touch on this. Is that okay? Yeah. I'll touch on this. But okay. Let's, let's, um, let's see where we can. Have we, have we learned something tonight? Yeah. All right. So when we start praying tomorrow and things like that, all right, I want our faith stead. So here's where I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop on this fact that you may look at yourself now, all this stuff about courts of heaven, da, 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 that may not look like your reality. You might look at the struggles that you have, where you are, the insecurities that you have, um, the things you don't know, all these things may be what's on your mind, but there is a process to sonship. So that's what I want to start. I want to start looking at tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll deal with some things I've dealt with before, but I'll deal with it again, okay? When you understand sonship, the absence of walking in sonship and embracing God as your father opens you up to certain things, all right? For example, it can make you feel orphaned, right? It can make you feel illegitimate. It can make you feel like a slave. We're going to look at all of some of these symptoms, all right? We're going to look at how to address it and how to attend to it. We'll look at characteristics of a son. Not, we, I mean, how many of us want to grow in sonship? How many of us want to grow in sonship? Yeah. Yeah. So look at how to deal with all of those things. The spirit of sonship. How to move in it. Okay. And, you know, and, 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 and so, many, so many other things. All right. So uh, it's almost 12 and I know we've taken quite a bit of time. But shall we take a few minutes to thank God? All right, tomorrow, um, I know some of you guys may have questions. I'll hang around for a little bit um, once we've closed. And yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name.